podcasters, on today's episode of Business of Glam, we're excited to be bringing you Nicole Hendrickson with Peak 8 Fitness. Not only does she have a bachelor's degree in exercise science, she's also a certified personal trainer, mine personally, nutrition and lifestyle coach. She also has created Muscles and Makeup and Fitfully Wed, which are boutique lifestyling events to help women achieve their best configuration. So we hope that you grab, grab a glass of bubbles and enjoy. Welcome, Nicole Hendrickson with Peak 8 Fitness. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. <laughs> so we're so excited to have Nicole here with us. She has her bachelor's degree in exercise science. She's a certified personal trainer, my personal coach. <laughs> um, she's a nutrition coach as well as a lifestyle coach. So thank you so much for joining us. And yes, love this. So teaching pumped. us all about how we can be healthy and bring health and wellness and balance into our life. <laughs> and find times for workouts. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you and like what kind of made you want to get into the industry? What made you find your passion in the fitness world? Yeah, gosh, I feel like when I think about that question, um, it brings me back to when I was a little girl. Um, I just being involved in several different kinds of sports, whether it was dance or like junior lifeguards or like more organized sports like volleyball and softball. Um, I just always had this passion for movement and being around people and truly sweating, like just absolutely loving the opportunity to compete and find um, camaraderie and make some of the best friendships. And um, it's still kind of a joke to this day, but I always said like fitness and you know, working out and that whole industry was kind of like my hobby all the way up through high school. Um, again, played uh, multiple sports and didn't really uh, get serious about lifting weights and playing volleyball and really isolating until I think it was like the summer going into my senior year, which nowadays people would say in organized sports that that is so late. But anyways, I kept a great variety and um, I would joke around being like, oh, this is just my hobby. Um, kind of wanted to be more into like teaching and English and that sort of thing for a major. And as my path continued to grow and I got a lot more serious about competing um, in volleyball at a higher level, I started really focusing and coming um, to realize that that process was something I absolutely loved. And through that process of becoming a better athlete and um, meeting people who were outstanding, whether it be at organized volleyball camps. Um, weightlifting was still something that was so new um, for women to be a part of, even though I'm not that old, but at that time in high school. And then my path just grew and I had some great mentors um, that led me through the fitness industry and my passion flourished. So played collegiate level sports or volleyball, excuse me, played collegiate level volleyball and got super serious about that process. And in that, I realized that there's no reason why this passion could not become my career path. And through that, um, through that time in my life, I just could not get enough, whether um, learning more about organizing workouts to better preparing for myself, to like my teammates, to helping my family, um, to learning more about nutrition and just the whole thing. I, um, it really started out at a young age and as life progressed, I realized that there again was no reason why my passion could not become my career. And in the last 10 years, it has cer certainly evolved. And, um, so super excited to talk about where that's gone to today. I know. 
what are kind of your best pieces of of advice for anybody looking to get into the fitness industry and to kind of find their niche in it? Because I know just like the beauty world, it's so wide and there's so much. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people like in the entrepreneurial spirit don't want to hear this, but my answer is 100% through and through that when you are breaking into the fitness industry, I could not recommend more um, than working for like a larger gym, like a 24 hour fitness or, um, you know, if you're local here in Denver, something like a Pura Vida or Colorado Athletic Club, where you're thrown into working with um, a variety of people, a variety of goals. Um, you Your process is facilitated by other people who are outstanding in the sales field, who are outstanding in, you know, teaching you um, people skills and just having this guided process of not knowing what you're going to get. And, you know, I can say that I was definitely one of those people that when I first broke into um, the fitness industry, playing volleyball in college and being in that world of working with like high performance athletes and being around that, that's pretty much everybody's dream is to work with people at a super high level. And that's great. And those that go into that industry and excel at it, amazing. And that stay in it. But there's something to be said about getting thrown in a situation where you get to work with so many different walks of life with so many different goals. It just makes you a better professional. And I'm so thankful for my opportunity of how I broke into um, more of like the traditional style of personal training and like coaching. Um, I definitely got that beautiful opportunity to work as a strength coach at the college level. But, um, and bringing that experience into working with different people was great. But if you're working towards um, owning your own business or being in a training, um, a personal training business, whether you're self-employed and opening your own gym, definitely go and get that, uh, that model of a big, big box gym um, in your back pocket. It's priceless. So what is kind of your perfect clientele or do you have a certain market that you really jive with most or that like really seems to fit your business plan, your mission, your vision? Yes. So such a crazy, um, it's such a crazy realization for me at this point because um, again, breaking into the fitness industry, I loved working with high performance athletes, uh, males and females. I loved that process of preparing for a sport and those seasons, that natural kind of periodization of your workout plan um, in the seasons of life and that structure. And I think that's what kept me because I'm definitely somebody who loves structure. I think that's what kept me so attracted um, to that population. And then after moving to Denver and growing my business out here, I um, allowed myself to be open to all different populations. But I'd say in the last five years, um, last three to five years, my niche market has definitely moved more towards both um, the bride-to-be as well as the female professional. Uh, there is something about working with a community of women of helping them achieve their best configuration. I have decided that I just, I rally in that group and I, I love helping women feel their absolute best no matter what their season of life is. Um, and bringing them together with other people, creating new friendships, creating some healthy competition amongst them, as well as them goal set and stay focused on where they're going in their career, where they're going in their personal life, where they're going in their fitness endeavors. Um, for me as a professional, people come to me 
sure, with aesthetic goals or nutrition um, needs or different piece of advice um, in regard to working out in the gym or um, what classes they should go take, et cetera. But it's so much more than that. And I've realized that like that's brought me full circle to like what my niche market is, that professional um, woman from the age of, you know, 25 to their 50s. Uh, do I have other people in between that I adore working with that continue to make me the best? Yes, but that's definitely my my girl crew. And you've created a couple different kind of lifestyling events, Muscles and Makeup, Fitfully Wed. Tell us a little bit about those events and how you got started doing that. Yes, um, so much fun. So it definitely started off with just this opportunity, you know, to work with as to work with and influence as many, you know, women in that category as possible. And I just realized that there is this part of me that wants to be able to have that special touch with every single person that I get to work with. And the reality is, is like, as my seasons of life have, you know, evolved with getting married and building a family and growing business, like there's just only one of me and, um, having the opportunity to be able to reach as many people as possible came to creating these events. And so not only reaching as many people as possible, but also the opportunity to work with other what I like to call boss babes in the industry. So both the beauty industry and the wellness industry is so it's kind of a a twofold thing, like my opportunity to reach more people as well as my opportunity to work with other um, entrepreneurs in this field and make me a better professional. And so um, a few years back, I just, uh, after I got married, I, the whole process of getting married can be stressful for a lot of people. And of course, women really strive to achieve their best self in a lot of seasons of life, but I think wedding is one of the most particular ones. And I just got really um, sad learning how stressed out um, so many brides-to-be, so many of their bridal party, and just that whole process. And I thought to myself, how can I create a fitness program that facilitates a healthy mind, a healthy body, and a healthy experience? Like. It's, it's so fun. It's magical in my opinion. So I wanted to create a fitness program that facilitated that for women, but I also wanted to create a community for them. Um, I wanted them to have an opportunity to have a list of contacts to go to, um, whatever their wedding vendors, as well as again, just that aspect of saying like, I have these people on my team. So that's what started with, so the fitfully wed is the, um, the event name for brides, but the fitness program is called buns, biceps and blank. So that's what created that. Then as I was on that path, I thought, well, why does this have to be just limited to brides? What about all my other gals out there? So then I launched Muscles and Makeup. So we think makeup, like all the fabulous products on the market, but makeup in this particular event name means helping women achieve their best configuration. So again, an opportunity to team up with other entrepreneurs um, in the wellness and beauty industry and put on an event that gives our guests an opportunity to experience a little snapshot of what peak eight fitness has to offer a little snapshot of what, um, some, you know, um, salons and beauty places have to offer and different people who might not get a chance to get advertised or their business, you know, have women come in and out to get, you know, their hair or makeup, et cetera, but just really put a, a group of, stylists and wellness professionals in one under one roof and give people an opportunity to have a ticket to all of their services. And here we are. I think it's so fantastic because I think, again, when you 
look good, you feel good. And when you're feeling like, wow, I'm really like killing, who hasn't worn a great outfit or gotten their hair done or completed a workout or weight loss or whatever their goals might be. And they're like, wow, I feel really good about myself. And you carry yourself a little differently. So I think it's so great that you bring everything under one roof because I think as women, we always have like a lot of questions. So maybe you have a beauty provider that you really trust, but maybe you don't know a lot about fitness or how to achieve your goals there. So I think it's so great you bring it all under one roof. Yes. And I mean, I think oftentimes I have women that say, well, I already have somebody that I go to for my hair. I already have, you know, this place that I really love. Well, and that's great, but you can still attend because you're going to get a list of contacts. And again, it comes back to a community. You're going to get a team of people who are all there for you and are helping you achieve your best self in all seasons of life, not just for your wedding or not just for a big interview, but day in and day out. What is your best piece of advice for everybody that's busy, you're a busy mom, an entrepreneur, you might just be a busy entrepreneur. You like, I feel like now in America, we're going a million miles a minute all the time. (laughs) And so how do you fit in workouts? How do you fit in kind of that health aspect of like eating clean? And do you have any tips and tricks of quick workouts or quick eating habits that we can kind of adapt into our life to make us feel a little better? Yes, I do. I think it starts with number one, being realistic about what your lifestyle looks like. And truly, I think that's something that separates me in the industry that I'm in from maybe a lot of my peers is I take the opportunity to sit with people and say, what does your life look like? And, you know, aside from working with me, I think people need to ask themselves that question. Like, what does my week look like? What does my month look like? What, what does the day look like for me and how can I fit in these things? And a simple statement in, that I often make to people is every single day, you're going to find time to have something to drink, something to eat, to use the restroom, all the different things, you know, you're going to get to work, you're going to do X, Y, and Z, whether it's on time, whether it's like whatever that looks like for you, certain things have to come into play for your day to operate. And one of the best pieces of advice that I received that I then put out there for my people are listing everything that has to be done in your day that are like a non-negotiable. Then from there, you add in the things that you would like to happen in your day. And then from there, you continue on and on and on and just figure out kind of, you know, the priorities of what has to happen. And I'll be done. You will figure out like that you have all this extra time and that you have to break out of this uncomfortable, comfortable zone. And by structuring and planning and having a realistic expectation of your day and month and year, et cetera, you're going to all of a sudden find that you do have time for all the things that you have to do, you need to do, and you want to do, but it's creating a plan. And if you never take the time to be realistic with it, you'll always be wishing you had more time to do something or you'll always be wishing that you could change something around at work. And, you know, I've worked with people in the corporate side, corporate world of things. I've worked with other entrepreneurs. I've worked with people who work from home, the whole gamut, people that are in the military and the police force. And the reality is, is you always make time for the things that make you feel good and that enrich your life. And we always fail to make time for those things when we don't have a realistic approach on our schedules. So the best piece of advice I can get out to people is write down what you want, write down what you need and start slowly plugging in, um, and hitting those goals. 
I think that we often fall into this mindset of, I used to do this and it worked, or I'd like to do this and I think it would work, or my friend does this, or my husband, you know, my wife, whatever it is, my schedule. I think you have to take a step back and say, all right, realistically today, I only have 20 minutes to get a workout in. Well, if you really want it, those 20 minutes can be some of the best 20 minutes of your life for you both mentally, emotionally, and physically. And it's committing to that. It's committing to making time for yourself and knowing that you're worthy of that rather than just skipping it over. And I work with a client, a lot of people, a lot of clients that travel and over and over again, I have experienced with them that the failure to put something into that workday when they travel is a lot worse than just them committing to 10 to 15 minutes for self. And that's across the board, you know, and I can say as a mom, as an entrepreneur, all the things like you can find that time. Sometimes it's not the expectation that you had for yourself. And I think it's letting go of that. It looks a little bit different. Maybe it's at home instead of the gym. Maybe again, you didn't get to make that spin class, Mm -hmm. but you got to do something else. And it's just reevaluating every single day and finding that time. And, um, and giving yourself that benefit of actually following through. So being realistic with your time, planning, and giving yourself the grace and just reevaluating expectation. As far as nutrition goes, good Lord. I mean, you can eat anywhere nowadays and they've got some sort of awesome healthy snack. I mean, we just traveled for a week to the South and there is all different options that are much different in this amazing place of Denver. However, you can find something that is a better choice wherever you go. But again, it goes back to planning and just giving yourself a little grace in the process, but like looking ahead at what your body needs for whatever your workday looks like. I mean, we've all been caught in this position. I wish I could look you in the eye and say, I haven't had a full workday and I didn't didn't plan my menu right. But hopping over to get a great snack and refueling and taking care of your body and having the respect for what's going in is huge. And then being, you know, 85 to 90% on point is going to be a huge service to your body. So I think just, um, really having that respect and making that time for yourself is key. Um, I think, you know, I'm not a huge person to say like have a bar every day or do this, do that, but that's a lot better than either not eating or, you know, putting something super unhealthy into your body that is going to give you no nutrient, you know, contents for your, for your fuel kind of thing. I love that it's realistic expectations because I think we all fall off track sometimes. We want to make the healthy choices or we want to make that time to work out. Maybe something happens and you can't do it. So do you think that... I know fitness and nutrition kind of go hand in hand together. Do you think one is more important to kind of start adding into your routine? Would you start one place versus the other or... You know, I think this is probably a controversial, you know, question, but I chicken or the egg. Exactly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I will tell you in my experience, I've been in this industry for over 10 years and through and through, no matter who my clientele are, um, whether it's again, a high performance athlete, it's somebody who's extremely disciplined or it's somebody who's just starting out. I truly believe that if you can find the time to get workouts into your schedule, your healthier eating habits start to come with that flow. 
because your accountability to yourself of fulfilling those workouts and excuse me, your accountability to your body to follow through with your goals and to making it happen in your schedule pretty soon. It's like what we talked about at the beginning of this of you start feeling better, right? Like Mm -hmm. you start feeling empowered because you got up for that morning workout before work. You made it there, whether it was for 30 minutes or 60 minutes, you were there. So you showed up number one, you thought about it, you showed up, you followed through with it. That's huge. Then from there, the rest of your day starts just getting elevated. And then all of a sudden it's the rest of your week. And then all of a sudden it becomes who you are and what you do. And then from there, you can start taking on the challenges and obstacles of what your work week might look like or of what the whole month at a glance, if you're somebody who travels for work, it becomes a lot easier for you to start taking on all the things. And I have noticed, again, in all the years that I've been doing this, nutrition and navigating that path is really challenging for a lot of people. And that struggle oftentimes goes like this. Oh God, I don't really know what to eat. You know, I, you kind of forget about breakfast. You kind of forget about lunch. And then all of a sudden you've had, you know, a poor diet that whole day, then you're out for a work dinner and you've, you know, had three glasses of wine, all, you know, starchy carbs for your appetizer and like, boom, dinner shot. And there comes dessert. Well, little do you know, if you've had your fitness in check and you've had the day prior, you know, all your meals prior to that in check, things start becoming a little bit easier to digest and plan versus having to navigate all the things. Just showing up to the gym and getting that workout in or just fulfilling that 20 to 60 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes, whatever it is at home for your workout or a class, whatever it is, is sometimes a lot less daunting than navigating all the nutrition needs. Mm-hmm. So I think fitness first. And then, you know, obviously if you can navigate the both at the same time, golden, if you can be perfect at both of them at the same time, great. But that's not the reality for most people. There is so much out there. You hear all of these hot diets, all of these things you should not have in your meal plan, the things that you should avoid, the things that you should have. So I think it does become overwhelming to people. Do you have any advice of like how you find your perfect workout or what maybe drives best with your life or what is realistic diet wise? I think like keto is one that's coming to my mind right now that you like get caught in this hook word and you're like, is that what I should be doing? Is that how I should be eating? Do you think it's just kind of having a simple, healthy diet plan? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the word, like one word that comes to my mind for both of those, whether it be what I should do fitness wise, what I should do nutrition wise, it really comes down to balance. That's so key and absolute imperative into the success of every single one of my clients and myself. Um, I am human and I'm far from perfect. And I can honestly say like, you're not going to be in the perfect situation if you're traveling or if you're, um, you know, away for the holidays or your work life, whatever it is, um, home life. Um, I think that balance and having the ability to realize that your body needs more than just one thing and every single body is different. Every single nutrition need is different, but what is across the board, the same for every single person is maintaining balance. And if we can maintain balance for fitness, then we prevent injury. We can enhance our results because we're not overtraining one area. We're not getting burnt out. And again, I take it back to, you know, my past younger athletic days of being a volleyball player at the college level. I know for me, something that kept me on point and still to this day is keeping a variety and balance. 
not just lifting weights, not just running sprints, not just hitting a volleyball, not, you know what I mean? Like not just doing the same thing over and over again. And so I think, you know, if CrossFit's for you, great, but I would still encourage you go take a couple spin classes, swim, do yoga, take a dance class, you know, do stuff like that, that keeps it fresh, allows your body to properly recover, allows you to mentally recover. If you know, your all these different diet fads that are out there. Um, I think a lot of them have something for everybody and that's what's so magical about it. And that's what's so amazing. And that's why people continue to get excited about something that, you know, comes out. However, it all comes down to, there's a foundation and, you know, that foundation serves every population really well. And again, that comes back to the word of balance and, you know, it's really hard to say like ketos for everyone because, what if you have some sort of like autoimmune thing that's going on? Or what if you have, you know, a dietary restriction or you're allergic to something like, it's just really not realistic to say one diet is for everyone. But I think what is for everyone is maintaining a great balance between, you know, your protein, your fats, good grains, you know, good starches, that sort of thing. Um, and again, when I say protein, you're vegetarian, you better find a great source. You know, if you're vegan, you better find a great source of your proteins and, you know, amino acids and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think the one thing across the board that holds, uh, try and true is eliminating processed ingredients from your diet, eliminating, um, crazy amounts of sugar and different refined, you know, foods and ingredients that just don't serve us well. And we, we all know that, and we all can agree, you know, that we just feel better when we flush our system of those kinds of toxins. But guess what? The holidays are coming up and you don't want to be that person that is for yourself. You don't want to be that person. And for your people around you, you don't want to be the person that is somewhere and you're like, Oh God, that cheesecake looks delicious. Like, let me ask them what ingredient profile, like, have the slice of cheesecake if you feel that's going to serve you well. But that's obviously not something that you're eating every day, you know, on the norm kind of thing. There's those given graces that, you know, allow yourself. Um, so I think my simple, my simple long winded answer <laughs> is maintaining balance and figuring out like what you need individually, not what your bestie needs, not what your husband needs, et cetera. It's what you need for your body and how you feel the best. So obviously, if you can have a nutrition fitness coach, that's probably the easiest way to get started into the world of fitness. If maybe you're not feeling great about where you are or you're like wanting to get started. Personally speaking, I had never really worked out. <laughs> I did a Pilates class once like seven years ago <laughs> um, before I started working out with Nicole. So and it seems overwhelming and it seems intimidating. And so how do you kind of What's your advice for somebody that's just like wanting to get started, maybe not happy about where they are, want to lose weight, want to just feel healthier, want to feel good, want to get some aggressions out, whatever it might be. What is your advice of like the one thing that they could go and do to like not feel so intimidated or? Yes. Well, I think I must preface this with the best athletes in the world have a coach. So none of us are above having a coach. I have mentors that I reach to. I have people that I love working out with that help guide me. Like, so there should, we should let go of the expectation that like we're too good for that or we don't need that or that's not necessary. Obviously everyone's walk of life varies. And the beauty of nowadays is there's so many different options to facilitate what your goals and needs are, but I could not recommend enough having somebody be on your team. 
And that is truly my driving force of working with people. And I actually strive to work with people such as in your shoes myself, because, <laughs> because I love getting that opportunity and what a gift to help groom somebody's life and to help navigate like what their, you know, what their plan is going to look like and how it's going to suit them for now and for the future and for ongoing, whether it's on the, by themselves or, you know, continuing a work, uh, a working relationship. So I'd say if you have the opportunity to work with somebody at least for six weeks. Give yourself the opportunity to have that mentorship where you're doing a structured check-in plan um, for both your nutrition and for your fitness and how that can work in your lifestyle. I think that's one of the best gifts you can give to yourself. That investment of your time and energy and of course like the financial aspect of that, what goes into that is no different than navigating you know, the health of your future in regard to, you know, your finances and to your career and to all those different things, you know, we're so apt to invest in those sort of things. But then when it comes time to ourself and for our own personal growth, we're like, Oh, I don't know. Like, should I do it? You know, is it worth the time? Is it worth the money? Is it going to really, you know, change around what my current lifestyle is? Yeah, it is. And that's what's going to be so worth it. So I think the first step is finding somebody who you drive with. And, you know, there's amazing people in the industry and amazing opportunity out there. But I tell all of my clients, I'm investing in you just as much as you're investing in me as far as time, emotion, my energy, structuring to make sure that I'm the great fit for you. And I'm not for everybody. And I know that. And so that's why I think it's great when you take that step to say like, this person's going to be on my team and she's going to be so much more than that 45 minutes of squats and sled sprints and different things like that. Like you want to find somebody that is going to facilitate your life goals and is going to facilitate helping make your fitness and nutritional needs, a priority in your lifestyle. And that's why I think it is imperative of when you are looking for somebody to be on your team. And maybe that could be a hybrid plan. And that's something I'll talk about, you know, later on in this conversation is I have people who see me in person and then we have a weekly coaching call and then everything's virtual. So there's a lot of different ways to dice this up and make it a plan that's for you. But I think making that commitment to yourself is one of the best investments you can have in your lifestyle or in for your lifestyle, excuse me. How do you find that perfect client for you? Just like you said, you invest so much in them as much as they're investing in you. How do you, or what do you look for in a client that, or how do you find them? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like it is exciting to say that, you know, for the first part of, um, well, I guess it continues to be that way at this point in time, but for the first part of my career, at least here in Denver, it, you know, it was starting out, putting myself out there and working with all different kinds of people and having the hard conversation actually with yourself of saying, what is my client type? Who am I good for? Because, you know, the ego side of you, you want to be great for everyone. You want to make an impact on everyone. You want, you know, you want everyone to choose you. Well, the harsh reality is that's not going to be it. And you, to be the best in your industry and to be the best person for those people you work with, you got to slice and dice and see who are you a good fit with and have those courageous conversations of evaluating your way as well as your clients evaluate, evaluating you, excuse me. Um, and so I think just through time and through different working experiences and taking a step back and saying like, okay, am I serving them well? And 
you know, like for a lot of my bridal clients, it's a short term, you mm-hmm. know, service for many of my other people. I'm proud to say I still work with most of my clients since 2011, you know, 2011, 2012 here. So I think that it's taking the step back and evaluating what you have to offer individually. So myself, how effective I am, um, how continue, how I can continue to be effective in these people's lives and, you know, measuring their progress and, um, So I think finding that perfect client is having those courageous conversations and saying like, is this working? You know, both um, their outcome as far as like physical change, but emotional change, it continuing to be effective. They're staying committed to what you have to offer. You're staying committed to what they need from you and evaluating from there. Um, I know for me, something that I think is an absolute, so people who either want to break into the fitness industry or who are in the fitness industry, the best piece of advice that I can have is you need to have measurable timelines. It cannot just be like, okay, like, you know, we're starting and it's just like infinite and you're wondering like every month are they gonna resign with you or, you know, every six weeks, eight weeks, whatever your timeline is, how you organize your plan, you have got to have measurables. You have to do some sort of body fat analysis on them. You have to do measurables of their goals, of their timeline for both yourself and for them. And all of this has to start out with an interview. And most of my people have been a personal referral from another friend. And I, to this day, one of the best things I did is I am not afraid to tell people like, one, I'm not for everyone. And two, we're gonna need to sit for a complimentary consultation whether that be over a cup of coffee and then it goes into, you know, an initial workout if that goes well, but it's, it's kind of like dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you have your initial meetup and, you know, even if I've had an email exchange and for my online clientele, a lot of times it has to be a phone call or a Skype session or, um, or just an email back and forth. But there has to be that initial, like, let's chat, like, let's cover all the things. And I go through a few step process of some questions I have. And then I have have them ask me questions. And then from there, if we think it's a good fit, then we move to that initial in-person consult. Or if it's an online client, I give like a four week trial kind of thing. I just think that's so important that you start off on the right foot, that they make sure that is what I'm getting into the right fit. And maybe you think it's a, you know, perfect thing. And then you have to reevaluate after a few months of moving forward. And that's okay too. Um, but honesty and making sure you're both personally vested in this is absolutely key. So best piece of advice is that interview, that consult, whether it be in person and then a live workout and you go from there. Do you have a mission or a vision statement or something that you've created that kind of helps you stay true to you and what the perfect clientele is for you of like, what, what is your why in giving somebody a fitness opportunity or to an opportunity to work with you? Yeah, I think, um, quality of life is key for me and, um, feeling your best version of yourself, even on like, even, though we all go through dark times. It doesn't matter how great your life is, whether it be financially, family, all the things. We all go through different times where it just feels like a little rough. And I think that what keeps me motivated to work with people is providing them an opportunity to have someone on their team and have someone on their team that's not afraid to have courageous conversations with them, having someone on their team that they know um, is vested. And I feel like my mission is to facilitate the process for people, help them understand that you have to be patient and you have to trust the process. And that's absolutely something that I have stuck by 
identify and you know one of my biggest mentors in my life is my dad and I just can't thank him enough for always encouraging me to be present and be here now. And that is definitely a part of my mission is to encourage people like, yes, you have a goal and I can't wait to help you achieve your best body to hit those nutritional goals and to feel amazing on your wedding day or to have the confidence to wear that dress or those pair of jeans or whatever it is, or, you know, just be around that group of friends or in front of, um, in front of your peers that weren't giving that speech and you just feel like a million dollars and you're strong and you're empowered. But I want a part of what I do is I want people to know that just be here now, like be present because it's so great. And I, and I'm, I have to remind myself of this daily that I'm so focused on like that next thing, that new, like program that I'm designing that next deliverable that I can't wait for people to get their hands on that we ignore the fundamentals and we forget that if we're just here right now, this moment that we have this gift that we've been working towards and we're in it, even if it's shitty, like if it's dark and it's tough and it feels like an absolute blizzard, but like we're in it and we just trust the process. If I can continue to help people like live that and to enjoy it and feel so empowered after going through that journey that I'm doing my job. I love it. What is your way or advice that you have for others of finding like a work life balance? (laughs) (laughs) The impossible feat of finding Uh, that balance and being present in whatever you're doing. Yes. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. That is a tough one. Um, I think, I, no, I think I truly believe that looking at the big picture and working backwards is so empowering. Um, cause I find myself at times, especially when I'm gearing up before an event and I'm like, Oh, this is not work time. And I'm like with my daughter and we're playing that I'm like, I get a text message and, or I get this alert for something and I'm like, Oh, I got to answer this right now. Like they need the answer right now. Or otherwise this is not going to go off and it's going to be a failure and blah, blah, blah. And my daughter is looking at me with these big blue eyes, like, um, what are you doing? Like, and I have to remember is really, or like I'm at a stoplight and I'm driving and it's like, you get something really like that moment. It's dire need. Like, first of all, I'm not that important. (laughs) So I have to humble myself and realize (laughs) that it's just, and I think truly that's where it comes to is, is having a plan. And I think that we have, you know, all these magical technology things that like keep us living on the edge of feeling kind of like in fear. Like if I don't respond to this comment or I don't respond to this email or I don't get this out and I don't, you know, I don't make this friend or this connection, like it's gone and I'm never good at back. And like, you know, the opportunity and I have truly realized, and I don't know if this is like becoming a mom that has taught me this or like so many missed or haphazard like answers to things that really didn't get me any farther um, than where I am now um, have made me realize like just be here now and just be present because when we're present we're actually a hell of a lot more effective than we're trying to like answer 17 different things and be good at all the things and so I think if we just simplify and we create you know a flow in our schedule then we can be effective and we can create that balance and we can have stronger relationships. We can have better friendships, not just on Pinterest, not just on Instagram with a great filter, like true authentic, like ride or die 
relationships with our spouse, with our parents, with our siblings, with our colleagues. And uh, again, I bring this back to one of my greatest mentors. My dad was telling me the other day, like the power of listening to somebody just for like two minutes, just whatever they have to say, doesn't matter. Like authentically listening to them, not answering your phone, not whatever, not thinking about the next thing, but like totally being present with them, magical. So I think by doing that, we tend to achieve a better life balance because we're not striving. Like we're not striving to have the next thing because we're not present and slowing down and then making time to work like a bat out of hell when you are working, you know, not trying to manage the 17 things or being effective with the five priorities of that day. You're getting them done and you're on to the next thing. And all of a sudden, before we know it, we're a lot more productive. We have a lot more life balance. And I think that goes back to having appointments with self. So, you know, my clients, they have the greatest gift because they're showing up for, with me. And unless you have some sort of family emergency or we're going to take a selfie at the end of your workout, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but unless there's a family or work emergency, like leave your phone in the locker or leave your phone in your car. So that way you can have, you can, you can give yourself 45 minutes to do nothing except focus on yourself. And boom, all of a sudden you're feeling like a much more balanced human being. For people that have employees, team members, how do you think they can incorporate kind of a health and wellness for not only the team, but for them to have in their personal life? How can you kind of make that a full circle as part of your business plan and kind of caring for your team members, your staff members, anybody that might be on there? I think it's truly leading by example. And, you know, we can want this amazing work life and we can want this amazing, you know, atmosphere of healthy relationships and empowered people. But if we're not doing that for ourselves, it's really hard to authentically carry that forward. And so my best advice is to start with self. And that's the same thing that comes into like my consultation with individual people is I ask about themselves then ask about like their marital or social life or kids, et cetera. It's the same thing with the business. Like, what are you doing for you? That's going to be a great example to the rest of your employees. And I'm not saying, you know, you do this workout routine or you work with this coach or they have to do that same thing. But when you're showing them that you value that time for yourself, they're going to start being realizing, okay, well she, he or she values that time for themselves. That means you in return value that for them to have that a part of their life and you make it a constant, you have snacks, you have beverages that are serving them well, instead of working against them, you create community through being well. And that's not to say you don't have fun and you don't have, you know, happy hour, et cetera, all those different things, but literally cultivating an environment of wellness and self care, you know, it's, and I think this relates really well to the reason why I think fitness is so important prior to your nutrition, it doesn't always require you to wake up early or stay up a little bit later in order to fulfill a meal. Sure, maybe one can argue with like your meal prep, et cetera, but sometimes in order to get your workout in to your workday, you gotta get up a little bit earlier. Well, when you have to get up a little bit earlier, you have to go to bed a little bit earlier. And when you go to bed a little bit earlier, you're getting better rest because then the demand of you not only excelling in your workday, but also at your workout and also all the other commitments after, that all runs full circle. And when you do that and you start serving those around you with a better uplifted attitude, okay, people wanna be a part of that, 
positivity, kindness, people feeling good about themselves, they want to be on that train. And so I think if you start with self, you're leading by example. They want to be a part of it. Then all of a sudden, you cultivate an environment for productivity at work. When people feel good, they want to work harder. When people when people work harder, they start making more money. They start making more of an impact with others. And it just runs full circle of feeling amazing. I love that. What do you think... So being busy, all of those things, I think it's kind of also shifting that mind frame. Of like, I don't have time. I can't do it. There's no healthy options. It's fast and it's easy. I'll go to McDonald's. Or that I don't have time to go and work out. How long do you think like a typical workout should be? Can it be like a 20-minute on the treadmill? Or should you look into a bike? Should you look into a coach? Obviously, it makes it easier when you have somebody helping you through and on your team. But just maybe if that seems too intimidating, is there like one little piece that you can kind of advise people to get in and get something done quick and easy if they are traveling, if they're busy? Yeah. So I think looking at your week ahead of time and seeing, you know, for the most part, nobody works like seven days you know, 12 hours without like a break for anything. Like if you really, really think about it, like even in the military world, the police world, et cetera, like there's some breaks in there, but it's having a realistic approach to what that schedule looks like. So for example, say Monday, Wednesday, Friday are your days that you work late. That's probably not a great day for you to have a 60, 75 minute workout after work. Cause now you've worked a long day, you've added on another additional hour, hour and 20 minutes, plus drive time, traffic, et cetera. You're not getting home till later. You're not eating till later. You're not going to bed till later. It's going to make it really hard for you to then get up early the next morning and be productive. So I think if we're realistic at what our work and life balance schedule and maybe there's leisure fun activities. Like, you know, you're going to a concert that's going to keep you up till one thirty in the morning on a work or school night, whatever it is <laughs> for you. So probably if that's on a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, you're probably not getting up to go achieve that workout. So if we look ahead at things and we're realistic about that timeline, then we can work backwards and schedule in. That's where I would say, okay, if I have that longer day of work or commitments, that's going to be a shorter workout. That shorter workout and my best advice to that person would be high intensity interval training. Like don't just go walk on a treadmill for, you know, 20 minutes and be bored, like make it effective and go in there and work a sprint routine or work some sort of what I like to call core and blitz routine where you're tagging in different kinds of exercises, whether it be like a strength and then a sprint to a core exercise and it's quick and dirty. It kicks your ass, but you've gotten a good workout in 20 minutes and you're realistic in that expectation. So I think my best advice, I think the best approach to this is looking at your schedule, working backwards, being realistic on those times. Same thing. You know, you're traveling for work. Where are you going? Where are you staying? Typically, you know, your hotel, look at the hotel gym. What are the weather conditions? Can you go outside? Is there something around you that you can go and commit to as far as a workout class that you drop in? There's just so the opportunities are endless to fulfill greatness in your world. And it, sometimes it takes just a little tiny bit of planning and a little tiny bit of asking. We all have a smartphone. We all know who Google is. Mm -hmm. Like we can type in that bar and ask like what's around me or ask the concierge or you're looking around your work environment and 
you know, I remember when I was running um, a corporate wellness program, so many of these people had a 30 minute lunch. And when I first started there, oh, I don't want to get sweaty. I don't want to, I don't have time to change. When am I going to eat? Like when, like so many excuses. I don't know. When are you going to do those things? Cause guess what? Most people are allowed to drink and have a little snack at their desk. So maybe you don't do that five days a week, but maybe two days a week you have lunch at your desk. You bring some dry shampoo and some sweat wipes and you get in, you go for a workout, you come back, you change and you go back up like that 30 minutes And that one day that you wore your hair in a bun or that one day that, you know, you had to refresh yourself at work, the dividends are amazing that you're giving to yourself. Again, maybe it's not for you five days a week, maybe two days a week, you add it to before one day a week, it's after maybe on the weekend. Boom. My best advice to people, one week out or one workout on the weekend, excuse me, is magical. Like then you don't feel like you're so lost by the time Monday rolls around. People who do something active on the weekend are less likely to hate Mondays because they've given themselves (laughs) an empowered opportunity to take care of themselves. It's amazing. I recommend everybody try a weekend workout, even if it's just getting outside and hiking or yoga on the rocks, whatever it is, do something on the weekend and Monday rolls around and you're like, boom, I feel so good about myself. And I had mimosas after. How often do you work out a week? Oh gosh, with guys. This. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so again, comes back to that reality. On average, um, during the week, I work out typically four times, and then I do something on the week out. So dur- on the weekend, excuse me, during my work week, it's typically four, and then one on the weekend. On a great week that everything is flowing, child cares on point, all of my clients all the things that I need to get done um, in a day, I am typically six days. And um, how I structure those four times a week, I create longer periods of time to work out or I sometimes do double days. So it just really depends on like what my week looks like at a glance. And something in my old age, (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, Something that I've really come to learn is being effective with the time that you have. So it was so daunting to me 10 years ago to think, oh, I can't work out in the morning before I have to go to work or before I have to go to any of my commitments. That's just going to be the worst. Like I, I hate doing this. I don't want to do this. And I would just be miserable. I would go do my workout at the time I hated to do, but I was so negative about it. And I made this negative association to like, this just throws off everything for me and on and on and all the things that I hear my clients say all the time. And I finally was just like, let go like give yourself some grace or mm-hmm. I was traveling and I didn't get a workout before I left. And then it never happened that day. And I'd be so upset, like physically and emotionally so mad about it. And I found myself living an unrealistic expectation. And, um, I don't even remember who it was, but it was somebody famous that I read in probably some airport magazine, um, weight that I had, they wrote like most times, like when I'm, you know, recording or traveling or whatever it is, I only work out three to four days a week. And I thought, what? Like, this is real life guys. Like this, this happens to people. Like, what am I going to do when I have all these real life commitments, you know? So giving myself that grace and organizing my schedule and realizing that some days are going to be more brutal than others, but I always take that time for a pause, like always get in a little bit of stretching, a little bit of foam rolling, just something to kind of like refresh myself and know, all right, tomorrow there's no excuse. Like you have this amount of time and nobody gets put in that appointment, but your time for yourself. So important. And I've started to do that. I put that in my schedule because it's so easy for me to be like, 
client reschedules. And I'm like, oh sure, you can have this time. Pretty soon you've just rescheduled everybody in to your own time. Mm -hmm. Not cool. And all of a sudden you're not living what you're preaching to everyone else and you're suffering. Like my mental, emotional balance of not getting that time for me was gone. And then I added, you know, getting married and get added putting a baby in the picture and all the things you're saying yes to and no to yourself gone. Like you can't do that. And so make appointments with yourself and mm-hmm. find that time. Yeah. Hold yourself accountable. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that it's also so true. It's just like business. We can always beat ourselves up about something we didn't do right. Or we went off the rails with a little bit, but that can allow yourself to derail from what your ultimate goal is. So if you've had a bad day or you haven't worked out or you haven't, you've eaten something crappy, you had too much to drink, just keep on. Totally. Get up the next day and change it around. Totally. Cause the reality is too, is like I walk in the same shoes of people I facilitate and I'd be unrealistic to look anybody in the eye and say that, you know, I'm not human and that I don't have these distractions or these obstacles or challenges or days. But I tell you what, I never regret when I get in a sweat session Mm -hmm. and I have mastered the 20 minutes of kicking ass and taking names. So I don't ever regret that. And I feel great to tell people like, I get it. You Mm -hmm. know, I totally get it. But trust me on this, that if you just can commit to yourself and make those appointments as valuable as you value anybody else's um, time that you're giving them, amazing. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned in owning your own business and servicing (laughs) clients? Not every opportunity is for you. And you don't have to do all the things right now. And again, I think that we live in this world that we feel all this pressure of like, we don't take this opportunity or we don't train this client or we don't do all of this, um, you know, all the photo shoots or all the videos or like, I don't get on board talking about this topic or whatever it is. Um, that I'm not going to make it or I, you know, I'm not going to, um, succeed. And I know something for me that I have to remind myself often is my own advice of, you know, be here now and really reflect. And that's something that, you know, I feel as though I reflect a lot in my life, but I think that I am so hard on myself. Um, I always have been as a young girl, my parents used to tell me that I like, they had to tell me to like, let up, you know, like just relax. Like, and I was that way. Like I wanted an A plus and everything. And I wanted every assignment to be done. And, and that's really translated into like my adult life of, you know, I want to be there for every single person. Like I don't, you know, want to miss their session or I don't want to call in sick or I don't want to be sick. I don't, you know, I don't want to miss anything. And I want to give people every ounce of me, but the best advice I can give is just, you have to, you have to trust the process and you have to take things one step at a time. You can't build an empire. You can't make the amount of money that you want if you don't build the foundation. And I am a true believer in fundamentals and, you know, in my strength and conditioning days of working at that level and having that amazing mentorship from people in high level athletics, one of um, the best things that I was taught was it doesn't matter if you were an Olympic athlete or you were just beginning. Those fundamentals of their program always are part of their initial steps. They have a periodized program and that advanced athlete and that beginning athlete is going to start off at those fundamentals because it's great for injury prevention, 
great cues and reminders for that season of life that you maybe had off for athletes prior to going to competition, et cetera. And I really translate that into how I do business is I have to remember the fundamentals are key. We can get so fancy and we can be a part of all these things and we can get so obsessed with hell. I mean, I've spent thousands of dollars on things that I'm didn't have at the time, you know, and because I had to do them, like, that's what you're supposed to do. And it's like, take a step back and just say like, what can I do now that can be the most effective and surround yourself with people that encourage you to do that. Because we try to get so fancy that we're not even living in the moment of excelling where we're at. And we forget about like, who are the people that helped ground you and who are the people who helped build you to get to those next steps. And the magic continues to unroll. I'd love that. Well, what is coming up in the future for Peak 8 Fitness? Whew, so many cool things, actually. So I have um, a Muscles and Makeup, actually, on the books here that's coming up real soon that I'm really excited about, Holiday Edition. I have a couple different collaborations that are happening um, with stylists and other kind of like local boutiques and gearing up for all the exciting times um, of engagement season here. So I'll have some Fitfully Wed events coming up um, after Christmas and I'm super excited. I'm learning. I am a San Diego native. So I feel like wedding season here is like a tiny bit different than like living coastal. So that is definitely a part of my forward thinking for bridal events with after um, the holidays here. So gearing up for those. Um, but I think the prize winning thing that's on my calendar that I'm so excited about is I have been hybrid. So both online and in-person clients um, for a long time, but I have not used like a formalized automated system. I just couldn't really find one that like, I felt like it was the great fit for me or that I felt like I had great control over. And I finally have found something that I feel good about and I'm just going to go for it. And that's the scariest thing for me is just to go for it because I'm a perfectionist and all of the advice that I give to everybody else. I always think like for myself, Oh, that's not good enough for everyone yet. Like I need to make it better. Like it needs to be perfected. And I just decided I'm doing it. So I am launching officially online and I, my goal is to be before Christmas, um, live and well, I'm going to start off with a small group of people or a small group of people that have openings. Um, and peak eight fitness will be able to truly serve everyone, whether you're in the Denver Metro area or you're across the States, it does not matter. You will have the opportunity to work with me live and live in color, both all of the programs, um, that are tried and true. I've had great success with, um, all different people, but I am going to open up my first um, group of people to a select group of women. I want to focus on, again, that female population, and I am going to accept a small amount of spots, and we're going to run with it. So that's what I am the most excited about. Congratulations. Thank that's you. so exciting. Thank you. I'm super excited um, to have the opportunity to work with more people and to really have people run through my programs and give me that feedback. So this first group, um, this first launch is really going to be an intimate setting and an opportunity to provide me feedback as well as see how this can work for people that train out of a larger gym an in-home gym that travel, et cetera. So I'm super pumped. That's so exciting. So how do people find you? I think <laughs> the best place to find me is um, my website, peak8fitness.com or on Instagram, peak8fitness. Um, and the eight is the number. Yes. So P-E-A-K, the number eight fitness. 
um, both for my website and on Instagram. And I'm active live and well on both of those, um, answering any questions and providing um, any feedback on any of the programs that are already up, as well as uh, what I have going on right now and what's launching. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was so great to like pick your brain and <laughs> hopefully, I know it was inspirational for a bunch of people to feel like they have a starting ground. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Truly a great opportunity. And I always love time with you. Yes, me too. Thank you so much. We yes. look forward to having you on again soon. You got it. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Business of Glam with Nicole Hendrickson with Peak 8 Fitness. I know that I'm feeling inspired with some tips and tricks to incorporate nutrition and fitness in my everyday life. So not only if you're in the fitness industry, I think we can all draw a little inspiration from today's episode. We hope that you join us again next week for another episode of Business of Glam. Until then, stay glam. Stay glam.